Hey, fanboy nation. This is your pal Daffy Duck, and you're watching. You're watching. We're watching. You're watching. Fanboy. 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 A fanboy, etc. Fanboy nation. Dot. I assume. Tom. Before I even say this woman's name, I am sure that her being in the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame is not just a plaque on the wall. It's the entire wing. She's an Olympic champion, an NCAA champion, uh, four-time WNBA champion, four years running, four-time WNBA finals MVP, two-time, WN- two-time WNBA MVP, three-time WNBA All-Star, four-time all, uh, All-WNBA First Team. See, I'm running out of breath trying to say this. The list goes on and on, and her jersey is retired at USC. Cynthia Cooper, how are you today? <laughs> I'm doing great. What a great job you just did. I'm running out of breath trying to give you an introduction. You have too many credits. <laughs> the only thing I don't know is your GPA, and I'm going to sit there and go, on top of that, she's a mom and probably graduated with a 3.5 or higher. <laughs> well, I did, and <laughs> I am a mom, and my kids have 4.5s and 4.3, respectively. Um, so, yeah, I, I try to be a winner in everything I do. <laughs> Well, congratulations on everything. I'm pretty sure the wing is yours, if not the whole building at this point. Well, you know what? Being a Hall of Famer is just so great. It's just so amazing because when you dream of of leaving a legacy and you dream of, uh, you know, winning championships, you know, the dream of being in the Hall of Fame is just such a huge dream. Most people don't even think about it, um, but you kind of secretly hope you've done enough for the sport you love that you get recognized in that way. And so I'm I'm definitely humbled to be a Hall of Famer. Does that surpass even being an Olympian? I think so. I mean, I think it, it's a whole body of work. And, you know, I, I was a kid in the inner city and Watts growing up. I didn't know I was going to be an Olympian. I didn't know I was going to get a scholarship to go to USC. Um, and, and, and then I didn't know that I would still be able to play um, in the WNBA because I was 30, I was a 34 year old rookie in, in the WNBA. So, you know, a lot of things went right for me. Um, so I really feel blessed that, um, my body of work was, uh, respected enough, good enough. Uh, and we, and I, and my teams, we had accomplished enough for me to be in the hall of fame. It was just a, a, an amazing accomplishment for me. From the inner city to USC, the, that's even most people's unattainable dream. And you made it happen. And you made it all the way to the WNBA and on top of it, the Hall of Fame, the Olympics, and a million other things. You know, your family must be extremely proud of you. Well, I think they are. You know, they always give me a hard time just trying to keep me grounded. And, you know, I don't get too too high on myself. Uh, you know, that's what family is for. Right. Uh, but. Yeah, you know, my mom got a chance to see us win the first two uh, world championships with the Houston Comets. She passed away from breast cancer, um, but not before she she got a chance to see her daughter be professional, be uh, successful professionally. Um, I just I wish you know she was there for the Hall of Fame because she would have been over the moon um, with, with with happiness for that. But um, I know she's watching watching over me, and and she she shared in the moment. Well, my condolences for your loss on your mom, but on top of everything else that you've done, and you know she's watching over you, now you are going to be the coach of the Lady Hoopers 
in the five tur- five city turn or um, excuse me the five tournament pro basketball invitational uh this is a battle of the sexes game a la billy jean king versus uh bobby riggs although uh you guys are equally as physically fit it's not a uh a retiree versus a woman in her prime but uh this is still going to be a fun matchup i think it's going to be a fun matchup it's it's uh it's definitely going to be competitive uh i think both groups are competitive um it's a live pay-per-view event and so you know five on five full court will play eight minutes and 46 seconds for George Floyd. Um, four quarters of, of that first two quarters will will play with the men's ball. Third and fourth quarter will play with the women's ball. So you, you can find, you know, the pay-per-view on, on direct and dish and in demand. I'm coaching, but if Nate Robinson gets a little out of hand, I might need to suit up. <laughs> suit up and throw some elbows. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I believe the pay-per-view is also going to be on Fight TV, isn't it? Yep, the Fight app, F-I-T-E. Um, yeah, absolutely. You can find it there as well. Oh, man, this is fantastic. And you answered my next question, which ball were you guys going to use, the men's or the women's? Yeah, you know, I think it's only fair that you use both. You yeah. know, um, I know a lot of women grew up playing with the men's ball. Um, the WNBA and internationally, we play with the women's ball now, so... Um, you know, there'll be a, a, be a little adjustment for everyone. Uh, we're going to try to make the guys shoot from outside with the women's ball. And so that should be interesting. Um, but it's going to be fun. It's, it's an event that is a long time coming. I know the, the women are excited. I know the men are thrilled. And uh, they're going to try to keep their pride. And we're going to try to tear it down a little bit. <laughs> well, you were the, in the Olympics and you're in the Hall of Famer. So they can't take any of that away from you. Well, absolutely. And I grew up, I mean, I grew up in a time where the women, not many women played and there definitely not many women played pickup basketball. So, you know, a lot of the guys I played with and, and, um, and so I, they helped to form my game. Um, the quickness, the athletic ability, their athletic ability really helped to, to direct my game and help me be a finisher and um, know how to get open and, and know how to get to the rim, even if, even when you're more athletic than me. So uh, they taught me a lot, and I'm, and I'm sure we'll be able to teach them a lot here in the, on the 28th of July as we uh, compete against them. Well, it's going to be fun. I talked to Tim Hardaway about this, who's, been, who's going to be doing commentary, and I forgot to ask Tim about this as well. Is it still going to be the same standard orange and then the orange and white ball, or is there a special color for, for the tournament, you know, like the way the ABA used to have the red, white, and blue ball, that sort of thing? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure if they're going to use the official WNBA ball uh, for the for the the game, or you know. But I know the NBA ball will be the, the, the NBA ball. But I'm not really sure what they're going to do um, because you know they have different. Um, I don't if they have the Nike balls, they can do Spalding. So I'm not exactly sure how they're going to um, what they're going to do with the ball. All I know is that they're going to use both in the game. Yeah. See that I think that was also the biggest mistake that the NBA made was not incorporating that ABA ball because I like that red, white, and blue one better than the orange. Yeah, maybe they could have <laughs> incorporated it in some of like like the All Star game, for example. That would have been yeah. a great time to to incorporate it and just you know kind of keep the um, the history of the ABA alive. Yeah. Well, they took you know they sucked up all their teams, so it only makes sense. 
but <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but you, you coached as well. And so you have the coaching experience. It's not like you're just a, a retired player that's going to sit there and try to call plays off the bench. Uh, how, how much significance does that play into the strategy that you have? Have you, has your team been practicing it all together or are you taking this as kind of more of an exhibition game or is it going to be straight up hardcore competition? Well, I think a little bit of both. I think we want to have some type of organization. That's what we do as as professional women uh, basketball players. But um, we also will only have a couple days to practice. So I think it's more concepts concepts that we need to get down, spacing that we need to make sure we have. And then the whole idea of, one, making them shoot outside and not let them use their athletic ability slashing to the basket. And then we need to get that rebound and run it back at them. Um, so we want to get in the open court. We want to make it fun. We want to score in fast break. And, and then you don't have to worry about a play that you're going to uh, use in the half court. But we will have some dead ball situations where we'll have to run something to get open. This this whole tournament seems like a fun idea. Um, you know, the majority of the t- tournament itself is going to be half court, three on three, with two people coming off the bench. Is this the same setup, or are you guys playing full court for the for the uh, for the Battle of the Sexes game? No, nope, we're playing full court. Yeah, this going to be three on three, half court. I think they're getting away with it a little bit there, um, but they're going to have to get up and down the court with, with us uh, for for that for the game on the twenty eighth. So. Five on five, full court, four quarters. Nice. So, and and full regulation time and everything. Well, yeah, sorta. Of. Remember, we're gonna um, do eight eight minutes and forty six seconds for ah. George Floyd. Um, so that'll be um, the rec- the the time that we use. Okay, I thought that was that was gonna be. You said that was the halftime, so that's gonna be every quarter is gonna be eight forty six in honor of George yeah. Floyd. You know, that's commendable for uh, for everything that's going on now and. You know, it's uh, it's quite timely. Um, you know, your kids are going to get to come to the game. Are they, you know, are you going to shoot around a little bit just to let them see what mom can do? Or, uh, you know, is that how they get punished? They get to lose a game of horse and have to do extra chores. <laughs> no, I, I don't think I'm going to shoot around. I'm just, you know, they've seen enough of me. They've probably had enough. So, you know, I'm just going to be mom. And to them, I've always just been mom. So, uh, they they get a little jealous when other people take their time away from take time away from them. But now they're going to be fine. They're going to enjoy it. It's going to be fun for everyone. Yeah, the tournaments in Las Vegas at the Orleans. Um, you know anything that that you're most looking forward to when it comes to the tournament itself or the game? Is there going to be some sort of trophy for the winner, or is it just all bragging rights and you get to rub it in for the next year till the rematch? Um, I think it's just bragging rights and getting on social media. I don't think that there would be a, a particular trophy, but um, we'll, we'll see. Right, right now, we're just focused on getting a W. We're, we're focused on going there, getting in the bubble. You know, we're going to be tested before we enter into the, the bubble atmosphere. Having the game in, in uh, Las Vegas is always showtime. So, you know, it's, it's something I'm really excited about. I think the women are excited about it. We can't wait to play. Uh, I asked Tim about this because, you know, this is a one-time tournament right now, but, you know, with the, f- with the five teams, but could this become a, uh, a national thing where, you know, um, there's going to be a Western conference an Eastern conference, and then the two best teams from those come to Vegas and play an annual championship game. And could we see this with, with, uh, 
a Legends League for the WNBA like you and everybody else that's uh, already going to be in this game? Yeah, I think it's something that we can build on. Um, um, or we can just every year re-up, every year, you know, select nine female players, nine male players, and then have this game annually in Las Vegas for, you know, um, that people began to kind of get used to and, and, and know that it's going to happen. So I, I think it's something that can grow into and morph into whatever we want it to. But I think it should be an annual thing that we do, that we select players and we play it in, in Vegas in July. And Cynthia, how did you get, you know, how did they get a hold of you and say, hey, do you want to be a part of this? Like, how did the whole tournament come about? And then who pitched the Battle of the Sexes game? Um, Jerry Costello, Jerry Costello from um, by by B One dot com and and uh, the the B One patch and I love his energy about this. I love his foresight. Um, it, it's just they contacted me. They're like, look, we, we're doing this. We're trying to you know make it as big as possible. Uh, we want to make this an annual event, and uh, we, we're doing it in conjunction with the five tournament. I jumped on board like immediately. It was never even a doubt because, like I said, I grew up playing against guys. I love to shut their mouths. I, I love to go by them. I love to score on them, and, and they're just shocked. And their and their friends on the sidelines is you know they're messing with them and talking junk to them. I, I've always loved that when I was growing up playing against guys. So I look forward to having that same kind of atmosphere in in, um, in Vegas at the Orleans. You still got that fire that you might want to get back in the WNBA as a player. <laughs> well, I'm always going to have that fire because, one, I love to win. And, two, I love basketball. So, you know, I'm always going to look for, for that edge and that passion. What was it about basketball that you loved so much? I mean, you know, there's there's a million other sports out there, but basketball seems to be the one that that called to your soul and you're still a part of the game. Well, I think it's wonderfully complicated, right? It's it's something that you've got to dive into with both feet, and then you never arrive. Most players think that they arrive. Hey, I, I'm a shooter. That's what that's my game. For me, I never arrived. I was constantly trying to get better, add a skill, do something better, be more efficient at the free throw line, be more, be a better passer and distributor of the ball, score more efficiently. Just always trying to get better. I love the fact that I could play basketball, not just basketball allowed me to, you know, not just play in the inner city, but also out at Venice Beach or at Santa Monica, all over the world. I played basketball in Italy for 10 years, and, and now I speak fluent Italian. So it just opened the windows of the world to me. Right. And, and, and so that's why I love it so much. Well, the Italian thing's quite impressive, and playing over in Italy must have been exciting as well. Well, it absolutely was, and we won championships over there and scoring titles and that sort of thing. It was I probably the, probably the only downside to um, playing in Italy was the fact that I didn't have my family and friends there to support me. So if I scored 50 points in overtime and we won by two free throws when I knocked down two free throws with no time on the clock, my family wasn't there. I had to call them. You know, well, wait for the nine-hour time difference, and then call them. <laughs> right. So you know, it it was a little down, 
it, that was a little troubling. But other than that, I loved Italy. I loved traveling around Italy. I, I still have friends to this day um, in, in, living in Italy. Um, and so, yeah, it was a great experience for me. I love it. And the beautiful part is, from what I've read, you're one of eight children, so you didn't have to go far to get a pickup game to play full court. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know, we would play four on four. We had enough, you know, to, to get it done. Um, and it, it just, I, you know, when I grew up, we played outside so much. You know, I, I think that's why when, when I played, people always ask me, why do you have such great balance? How did you develop that? And I said, I have great balance because I played outdoors. <laughs> and when you're outdoors, you're not sliding across the court. You're not coming down and falling all up against the, the um, poles or it's concrete. You can really hurt yourself. So you're coming down on both your feet, <laughs> even if you've, you've uh, had some contact or somebody's elbowed you or pushed you. You're not falling. If you can help it, you are standing on your feet. Yeah, that blacktop was never fun to fall down on. And they're hot. <laughs> like the summer, it would get so hot. Your shoes would burn. Yeah, so you got to be very careful. Yeah. Uh, for exercise now, I know, you know, we have this unfortunate global pandemic right now, so we're all trying to stay healthy. Do you have, like, your own court at home? What kind of exercise do you do to keep yourself active and healthy and physically fit and all of this? Well, you know, as I um, got a little older <clears> – <throat> Yeah, I have to get a little older. Um, I I went to I, I was I was working out in the gyms and doing my cardio on different machines. But with this pandemic, what I what I've done um, is go back to outside, go back to the parks, go back to um, the the different areas where I can go run. I do my lunges, I do my squats, I do my push ups, my sit ups. Um, maybe run some more. And and I end up having a really good workout outdoors where, you know, you're getting some sun, you're getting some fresh air. Um, and I and even when they opened the gyms back up, I really didn't go back to inside the gyms. I, I really just stayed outdoors and doing my uh, total body workout. So upper body and lower body in addition to my uh, the cardio that I that I get in. So I try to do that every morning. And um, and just to stay healthy, I just want to stay healthy. You know, being outdoors and doing some cardio really helps to clear my head, um, and and so that's kind of how I stay fit. There you go. And now the tournament that's coming up. You know, we're going full court here. Uh, tell me about your starting lineup, or you haven't decided who it is. You're going to keep it a surprise so the men can't prepare it well enough. Well, a little bit of both. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure where I want to, who I want to start right now. Um, I'm going to discuss it with with the girls who's in shape, who's not in shape. Um, I'm going to try to you know mix and match uh, and and get the best people out there um, that that I can. And then um, I also don't want to give the guys a heads up because we might want to do what you know play the the whole Houston idea of small ball, where we just have guards and they're quick and they're five out and we're penetrating and driving and kicking and a lot more dynamic. So we might do a little bit of that um, because I don't think that we could just play, you know, half court or just body them up um, in in that half court setting. We're going to have to be in movement up and down the court and um, a little open uh, offensive mindset. I dig it. I'm looking forward to this game now. Like I was looking forward to it before, but now, you know, I want to see you come off the bench and start throwing elbows and shoes and whatever else at people. 
and just be like, no, that was a bad call, ref. And then, you know, so you get ejected exactly. at some point. <laughs> we got to. Anything less is uncivilized. You, you, know? you just got to do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if you've been kicked, if you've been ejected from a game as a coach before, but uh, that might be fun to see. <laughs> First time for everything. I haven't, but it, you know, I, and then, you know, of course, after a little bit extra on the top, you know, mm-hmm. you got to be animated. I mean, it's, right. it's live pay-per-view. I mean, let's give the people what they want. Right. <laughs> give them their money's worth. Turn it into a little bit of a WWE show as well. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just a little. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> the game itself seems like, it, you know, it's one for the ages. Everyone always wants to pit men against women in these sporting contests. But really, is there like a charity that that some of uh, some of the money's going to? Is it just for fun overall? Is it for the athletes to to keep playing? Because you know, you guys aren't like retirement home, but it's not the prime of being in the NBA or WNBA right now. No, it gives the athletes a chance to get back into the sport, play basketball. The men are playing both half court and full court when they play against us. They're, they'll, they will have a champion on the 29th of July. So there will be a lot that, that'll go on. I think it's the most part to drum up, you know, uh, interest for women playing against men. Also to, to keep some of the former players around the sport, whether it be commentating, coaching, or either playing. Uh, and so I, I just thought Jerry came up with a great idea with this hoop quality game. Well, this looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited for it. Before I let you go, two things. I want your prediction on a final score. And then where can we find you on social media if we want to connect with you? Because you're not busy enough as it is, you know, being a mom, (laughs) a coach, an Olympian, a (laughs) multiple-time champion, and everything else. Author, I forgot about the autobiography. Sure, (laughs) sure. Well, I think my prediction will be – 95 to, uh, I'll say 95 to 105 to 93, the women will win. 105 to 93, women will win. Sounds like you guys are going to have an outside game, and it's going to be three-pointer after three-pointer. Oh, absolutely. Let's just make them defend us. Let's open the court up so when they do come out for our three-pointer, we can then penetrate to the rim. Got it. Yep, yep, Absolutely. Um, as far as social media, I'm, I'm C Cooper 14 um, on Instagram, and then on um, Twitter, I'm All Decade. All Decade, I dig it. Yep. What you couldn't be 44 on Instagram either? You retired it there. Like SC retires the jersey, you got to retire the number two. <laughs> well, I will tell you the reason that this is a quick story. The reason I, I chose 14 is because one is the day of my birthday, and two, when you play internationally. They only have numbers from four to fifteen, and the number four was already taken. So I chose fourteen. I dig it. Yeah, and it works. You know, your birthday, it's your jersey number, everything else. So that's beautiful. Oh man, (laughs) Cynthia Cooper, thank you so much for talking to me today. It's been my pleasure. I can't wait to see the game on July twenty eighth, men versus women. The tournament's in Vegas. Find it on Fight TV, Direct, uh, Dish Network, uh, Direct TV, everywhere else that you can get pay-per-view. This one's going to be uh, what so, some commentators like to call a barn burner. Absolutely. I think it's going to be fun. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Take care and, you know, please stay healthy.
And uh, hopefully we'll see you come off the bench. <laughs> okay. 